Hey everybody, this is Petey from Spin the Rack, and today I'm doing a video on Just Imagine, Stan Lee creating the DC Universe with multiple creators. Now, I don't, there's like a ton of these books, they're um, square bound, so there's a lot of stuff in them, and um, I can't do them all, but I got my, well, I don't, I think the first set of these are ones I really like the, the most, which were pretty, basically the primary characters, which are Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Superman, um, Green Lantern, and the, um, what is it? And Robin. And they had more, they had Catwoman, which was good, and then um, was, um, it'd be too kind of hard to do with them here. But this will be my first attempt to do a square bound thing. So I gotta choose between one of the girls here because these books are possibly one of my favorite books um, Jim Lee did, even over his Hush series. And Kevin McGuire is always good. But here is the thing that was, that bowled me over. Was, um, I think the Kayfabe guys, if you guys watched it, they were very cynical to this, where if you're gonna be cynical to these things, then you have to give the same sort of heat to like image comics. Well, this, I always say this is kind of like in the vein of Hellboy. This is kind of image done right. Now, instead of Stan doing his own characters, these are, you know, copyright of DC. So basically he's allowing him and the artist to redesign the character, however, the artist feels like it. So you get a different view, which is cool, right? I wouldn't have thought of actually going with the, the bat with the fur. I would think of a costume. And this and Joe Kubert had decided to go with the actual looking like a bat, which was cool as hell. And that was, I was in, right? Obviously there's some differences here, but it looked interesting. And then, of course, this flash with these um, the rainbow streams on her. I mean, brilliant. And we also have a cover, nice cover by um, M. Hughes. Now, he wasn't the first choice, right? We have that cool one. And this one is amazing. So it's going to be hard to choose which one of the ladies to do first. And I know I won't run out of time. I won't have enough time. But person I've been talking about so much in recent days. Alex Ross was supposed to do these covers and for some reason he kind of balked at it and was really against it for some reason, which is ridiculous. But I think, and I think Mike Carlin talks about it with um, Marvel kind of um, releasing Stan at this point and Almost, I guess, basically embarrassing Marvel. Because they did this series. There was a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of negative press against it. But I mean, oh, sorry, guys. There's so many things like 1963 and Supreme. But when you have a creator from the past doing stories in that tone, people are like, well, now, wait a second. If we know what's going on, then we can read it. But if we... If you're not doing it as a gag <laughs> or nostalgia, then we're not with it. So 
Uh, let me see. This is going to be tough, right? Because it's square bound. So I'm going to have to not look at the camera so to do this, right? Stand is a little open here. Mike Uslan, he's you see him all on the Batman movies. He has put together some great comic properties as Stanley and Mobius and Parable, the Batman movie itself, and he's had his name in these things for a long time, right? You see his name here, Michael Uslan, right? So we have the death of what is this? Um Wayne Williams. So you had the Wayne in his name, but it's Williams and his father was a cop, was on duty and was killed. Right? So they had this thing. This was the first one to come out. So it has that like the death theme that would be in like a Batman and um, you know who else had a death in their superhero? I think more on the lines of Marvel, but, you know, Batman being one of the, well, being the second and Superman, well, both of their origins came later. So, um, ultimately, they didn't have to do it, but doing a new comic, you want to hear the, see the origin first, so, right? So, you see them, they're living in, and this is them doing kind of um, current stuff. With characters from the old school. I mean, not characters, but creators from the old school. So they're capturing what's going on today where people talk about how tough it is in the city. And I don't think New York City, but some parts of it were this tough. I guess when I was growing up, it was kind of this tough. But it didn't have like these kind of Italian side of gangsters. For I guess if... if um, I guess... Um, you know, so it's kind of putting together these kind of um, guys from the old school doing current stuff, right? You got to drive by here. The kid is trying to do good in the city. He's helpful. He helps this woman who's about to get, almost gets killed, right? Who has connection. He like, he's, the gangster's here, right? This drive-by happens. And um, Wayne helps, but this guy Hands is not happy, and he puts a hurting on our hero, or doesn't look like a hero. He tries to fight back, but he don't got no strength for it. He ain't built like that, so we're gonna go. <laughs> so he puts the beats on him, breaks his hands, right. So, because he defended his girl, hands no feet. <laughs> He's terrorizing this guy even more, right? When he knows who it is, but they're kind of trying to say that he got set up, right? They're trying to say that Wayne's a part of it. They knock him out and they put a gun in his hand, right? So when it comes to the court case, he's framed. And I mean, as old school as these guys are, it's like its story is relevant to today. Fall, you know, falsely accused person. He wants to get even. He wants to get paid back, but he wants to pay back. But he's just doing his time, right? 
and he's sewing, you know, he's sewing the prison clothes. He got a job, but this is great here. Look at that. All right, I'm just going to gush this entire time. I know the K-Fave guys tore it apart. And um, he makes this friend with this bat. And that's like his best friend. And this is kind of going similar to like a Mike Tyson, right? Because Mike Tyson connection with the birds, with the bird man, the Alcatraz, that sort of thing. So you have these parallels, right? I'm going to have another parallel with Mike Tyson too later on, right? And his girlfriend is still kind of upset that um, hands are from the frame. So it's kind of, yeah, it's got like a 50s type of gangster thing, but they're doing, it's just their style of, just their approach, but the subject matter is all there, right? Where you go in prison and it toughens you up, right? And this guy is going through some tough stuff, beating up tossed to the side, treated bad every time he tries to stand up for somebody, he catches this beat down. And you can see the similarities that was in like the Amazing Spider-Man movie. They kind of had that feel where Peter Parker was standing up for the little guy and he stands up for this person and then they kind of go away. But right, here's the idea. Now it's time to kind of to get in shape and you get some pointers. You make some friends because he's been living kind of right in prison. And that's what you say. If you can try to live right, you can do the, you know, you can do your time, which is what he's doing. So yeah, even if these guys are the old school, they're kind of touching on some heavy things. And we also have Reverend Dark, who's a subplot throughout the entire things. And getting letters from his mom. Right. And he sets it up. Devin Dark sets it up so the prison thing's going to be his new recruits. And they break out. And of course, they're going to um, take out the warden, right? So the big guy on campus in the prison is going to take out, take hostage of the warden, right? We got five seconds. And Wayne is has his plot going on, right? He's going to stop this guy, right? But he's been working out and taking care of himself and he's taking out everybody. And we don't know. He believes his father, right? So he stood up, protected the guy and Hans finds out that, hey, this is a, I mean... I liked his um, Joe Kubert's um, Jane, but he does can draw some babes, right? <laughs> it's kind of old school, but look at this. Like going into this tenement type of deal. He brought his bad friend with him. And he decides, hey, this is going to be a sitting duck looking the same. So he's going to change his look. Now, this look, even though, what was it? His. Um, I don't know if the Black Panther had this before. I kind of remember that that this guy had it before, but I could be wrong. I'm not going to go to that thing. But ultimately, it's interesting that with all the hype of there's no diversity and stuff like that, Stan immediately started with diverse characters. And you can see we have this uh, Mexican woman here. We have the Lady Flash. 
black, black Batman, and he decides, hey, he's watching wrestling, he could put on a better show, right? So since he was working, you know, doing the sewing machine, he makes his own costume, right? And then just like he deal with steamroller, he steamrolls steamroller, right? So this is kind of the similarities to Batman, where Batman trains himself, pulls himself on his bootstraps, and gets all these skills. It's kind of, so it gets that aspect, but this is kind of like the Spider-Man aspect to it, right? So with all this stuff, different from that, it works to its total success. And this is the shot. I think they kind of sold the book on this right here. So I think, I don't know why people had so much issues with this. I guess we could say it's dated, but it's not dated. It's dated in the styles, but not dated in the content, maybe dated in the dialogue, but still the subject matter is, you know, it's got, it's it's like, I think I just did, like it's like uh, if you look at Supreme, but they're doing it Supreme or 1963, but they're doing, he was doing it seriously, but people like, nope, we can't allow you to do what you would do in the past. You have to be better than that. So he gets to the guy who also is out, you know, for doing, you know, did his time. He said, hey, this scientist that got stuck in prison, maybe you can help him out. So it's kind of like his Alfred, right? And he's gonna make his costume so he can see in the dark, he can fly, some sort of radar sense. And he does, he's going to be your, his bodyguard. That guy's going to be the rich guy and he's going to be the bodyguard. So it's got a little marble to it. So this one is kind of, has a lot of marble in it, but it's kind of, that's kind of what you want. Even though I said it's more, you know, the image guy's really doing a lot of marble, right? So we get these cool, he can fly. This shot, I mean, it was just, I just said, I looked at this, I was like, am I going to have to buy everything that Joe Kubert did? So I got a lot of what he did. I got his some some larger, oh, I got his artist editions. So, I mean, he's a great artist, right? And um, I thought it was just daunting the idea of having to buy three or, three or 400 Our Army at War issues to get all of his work, right? So we have a showdown between Hands and Batman, right? And not exactly the same, but inadvertently, Hands falls to his death. And so he got his revenge, but it's kind of a sadness to it. So it's hinting that this person who he saved could be kind of his girlfriend in this, right? So Reverend Dark is gonna do his thing, right? So I don't know. What should I give you? I'm gonna have him 15 minutes in. That means it's gonna take me another 15 to do the next one. We're doing Flash, y'all. I'm sorry. You gotta do Flash. Um, let's see, can we move this here? And, um, but yeah. I'm really happy that DC's decided to step up to the plate and do um, do something for Stanley's 100th birthday. I'm probably sure we'll do something for it also. 
I guess this is sort of doing something for it. So here's a flash, right? Basic design is very simple, but then there's these streams that come out of the costume. So we'll see what that is coming up, right? This is Kevin McGuire from the, obviously, um, you know, Justice League. And um, this is melding, like he, You've seen Kevin McGuire's stuff with, um, with who is it, Mike, Brian Michael Bendis. His style kind of lends itself to a lot of dialogue, and Stan kind of um, plays to that, right? So we got Zakara, and she's trying to figure out some time travel. She has these weird, nutty subjects, so it's all this expressive stuff. And Stan is up to the challenge, right? So we have this person, she's got a little Doctor Doom in her maybe, and she tries to do a thing, but this is very much a DC type of, I mean, I can't think of a, outside of the X-Men, but, um, right, we meet Mary Maxwell, she's a regular kid with her friends, and this car is kind of following her, right? So, and Karen McGuire just is good at setting up stuff. So she comes home, she's talking with her father, Father's not paying attention, but then something happened. There's an alert that the guy's in a black car. We're connecting to Zakar, and she doesn't know anything about what's going on here, right? So he, the actual grass, lifts up to help them escape. So she's finding out all the stuff she doesn't know, right? She's surprised, but then we have um, the big guy coming after her. And they get in the car, they can't stop, but of course, he has another surprise up his sleeve, right? And she can't believe none of the, all the stuff has happened. This book moves fast, just like the flash. And we got uh, Reverend Dark, the subplot that's going on, and he's behind the scenes and all this stuff, right? So the getaway <clears throat> kind of tells that he was working with um, Sakara and setting up this thing, but didn't want to leave this time travel thing with her, right? But as they go, <laughs> her men, Zakara men, come, they found them, right? So they go on their way, and of course, they're able to get away in this one, right? So he has an escape plan for this. But as they're driving, they go into this green cloud, Right? And say, hey, this fog will keep us safe. We don't know what this is. Right? But they're going so fast, she falls into the water. Right? And this is like a, like a, like the flash. But instead of chemicals, chemicals are somehow connected to this fog. She's kind of green and it kind of goes away and then she goes to sleep. Right? And not sure what happened. Goes home. So he has this idea. He figures out what was necessary for the pulling out this DNA, and he takes the DNA from a mockingbird. Mockingbird's supposed to be so fast, and as he gives it to her, he gets killed, or almost he gets shot down. And in that instance, she reacts, and. That's where we find out that she's a flash, or she's gonna be, and then they don't know how she put him out there, but what? You guys fail, so she kills him. 
right? To show how mean and nasty he is. So father dies, and this is a classic DC type of thing. I think this happens for, I'm not sure how many else, other people, no, there's, I think some other people die in the origin, but it's kind of throwing this in there, right? So the hint, here's the, here's the dog bone, his dog, here's the dog from the future. They figured it out, right? So she's starting to develop her powers and her skills. She realizes when she runs, she does stuff like the Matrix, knocks everything over. She ran the faster than the speed of light. So this is a great panel, like here, like a Joe Cooper panel, and then you go across here. So this is um, he's doing some real dynamic stuff here, right? And now she's figured it out. So now she's figured out. She just needs to take out what's the name? She got to take out the rest of her crew. So she is actually seemingly going to sleep with him, right? And nope, she's not. She's going to take him out. She's gone, right? And then she's like, all right, I need some costume, something to protect yourself, right? And then she has an idea. She puts that all together, and she comes up with this cool flash outfit. So we saw the rainbow stuff. So this, I mean, <laughs> this couldn't be an icon. They haven't set up the, you know, the um, sexuality of the character, but I mean, come on, this is like, this is brilliant. Like, I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm trying to do the square bound stuff, so I'm not sure what it looks like. But uh oh, you find out that death wasn't permanent. She just got rid of some more guys. One of them survived, right? So these guys are after Mary, but she's now the Flash. Right, she can see the stuff going in slow motion because she's so fast. And she takes care of them and makes these nice dreams as she's going around. Right? He's going to find her. He's plenty mad. And he finds her. And Zorgul, he says, No, <laughs> I'm so glad you're alive and tricks him. Right? So she's continually using this thing with reckless abandon. So, and the Flash goes to the headquarters trying to figure out where they're at, and they immediately bring her down, right? And then they think they trapped her in there, but once they open it up, she's out. She's the Flash, she's doing her thing, she's moving. But this is the most brilliant part of the book, right? Runs up the was a Zorgul, and despite and this is what her father said, fatigue would be your enemy. At some point, you're gonna run out of steam. So his side, her idea is to hit him multiple times would take make him weaker, and it doesn't work. This is why the speed thing should never work against against the Hulk or Spider-Man using his speed to punch five million times, right? So. She's not able to hurt him, but she's able to shock him with some water and some electricity. But Sakara, she's been using this time travel thing a little too much, and it leads to her demise. All right, and they wind up together in the end. And she goes off, and she passes by that.
And then we got a little thing from Sergio Argonas. But these stories by Michael Olson are a little just kind of the feel of the area, right? So we don't get to see them do, we get to see a hint of the character here. That the character was there, right? And hint of what was going on afterwards. I don't think I, I think I kind of blew off the other one. I got to go back, right? I'm giving her the name of the Flash, right? Right, so did I not do this? Let's go back to this. Um, oh yeah, this is cool. Sorry. So at the end, we see the Batman strikes. You get a feel of the area, right? This is Mike Kaluta, I think it is. You see people picking up that paper. It's getting around and spreading. This is a cool, quiet thing, and the kids acting like they're bad, right? So there's two of them. Um, this one's really good. Um, this one is good. It also has a Darwin Cook story, but um, it's kind of hard to do. The storytelling's a little, is good, but it's kind of cluttered. And this one's really good too. And it connects to the, was it, Yggdrasil. Um, Superman is good. Only thing is, I think Jim Lee designed it, and this is kind of like a tunic here, and I really like that. I think his face is a little too rough for being a Superman, but um, John Basima kind of just drew it as a top sort of thing, so I kind of wish he kind of kept it a tunic. We see Jim Lee's drawing of it, it was really like a tunic, and then there's the JLA, which has all of them, and Jerry Ordway kind of mixes the two, kind of keeps it like the way... Um, John Buscema had it, but um, it's a little more, you know, like a little more weight to it. So there we go. Thanks DC for doing more with these characters. As I always say, these are image done right, like Hellboy, like um, FX, like um, Trio by Byrne. Uh, who else? What's my image done right store stuff? Um, there's a few other things, but we'll get to those as we go along. It's been a rack out.